0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be here to be doing this with you, to be recording this episode for you this evening as I sit and relax and I just felt like I wanted to share. I felt like I had something on my heart to share. Anyway, if you're new or you are listening to me for the very first time, I am so happy you are. And if you've listened to me before, I'm so grateful for your support. Um, and this is just one personal way of letting you know my thoughts, letting you know what I'm thinking, letting you know where I am and just with the hope of sharing lessons, inspiring hope and you know everything that I say on here most of the things I have experienced, um, it's not proven research or factual, but it's something that I have learned in my life and I hope that it can be of impact to you, it can help you see things see things differently or do things better. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about five things that I've learned, particularly in relation to religion in relation to god in relation to my faith journey as i walk with god this year has been a very good year i'm grateful for the balance and i'm grateful for the happy moments i'm grateful for a lot of things that have happened this year but i think one thing that i have learned this year i just went through this year with god and understanding that he was on my he was on my side so when we had hard times which i don't think i had compared to other years i feel like this year was a slowly rising on the horizon coming out from the storm and just having a very relaxed year a very intentional year a good introduction to the new decade of 30s and i'm absolutely over the moon about the 30s there'll be another episode where we talk about the joys of being 30s or what 30s have been like so far but i wanted to share five lessons that i have learned particularly um when it comes to my faith so the first lesson that i've learned uh a couple of years ago, maybe last year, I'm not sure, but I had a word from God and the word was I will restore you. So I'm like, Okay, God, what do you mean you're gonna restore me? Like restore me to what? What are you going to restore? Now there were a couple of ideas in my head that I was like, Oh, God must mean He's going to restore this, or God must mean this is going to be restored. I didn't know what that meant. And instead of asking God, like, what are you going to restore? How are you going to restore me? How's that going to happen? How's the process going to be like? I just assumed different things. And God was just like, you have no idea what I'm going to restore. And it wasn't until I was having a conversation with um, a lady um, that I absolutely respect, who happens to be my mentor in life. And she's she's absolutely great. And she was saying that to me. And I was saying, I've just remembered I had a word from God saying, I will restore you. But I didn't know what and I never asked how are you going to restore me. I never asked what he meant when he said I will restore you. But now I see on this other side of life what he meant. And and when, when I thought God was going to restore all these crazy things in my head. Actually God was saying I will restore you to yourself. I will restore you back home to who, you've, who who I've always wanted you to be, to who you were meant to be. And the Bible says that before I formed thee, I knew thee. And God had a plan right from before I was formed in my mother's womb. There was a plan that was set in place. Now life comes and struggles come, and sometimes they derail us from the purpose that God has. And I remembered at that point in time that, Whilst I was so focused on these earthly things that I thought God was going to restore. In other words, God was saying, I will restore you to the original plan, to the original state of your being, to the original of you. In other words, it's like, welcome back home to yourself. And I don't know, but that did something to me to go through life and suddenly realize that I am back home to me. Not to anybody else, but I am back home to me. A lot of us are going through life. We're chasing after things. We're chasing after relationships. We're chasing after jobs. We're chasing after money. That we have lost ourselves trying to attain a lot of things. And maybe the word for you is God wants to restore you so that you can come back home to yourself. That you come home to you and you realize that everything that you've always wanted you have it within you so I hope that blesses you the second lesson is God doesn't need my help now a lot of times I will have an idea in my head or I will be waiting in the waiting season particularly I find the waiting season one of the most painful seasons one I'm not the most patient of people and two waiting just sucks right Because you're like, when? How do I know? And waiting on God is not like I can call him and be like, God, uh, what time are you going to send that package? You just wait. And in that waiting season, sometimes you're like, God, I can help you. Maybe I can apply for that job and then you just kind of do things for me. Maybe I can do this and just, you know, push you in the right way so that you can do that thing that I've been waiting for you to do for me. But the lesson this year was God doesn't need my help. From when I was born, from my conception, I never had a hand in that. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be proactive to help God in, you know, doing some things that there are some things that we don't need to pray for because we can do them by ourselves. But you know that thing that you're like trying to force God's hand to do things your way? And God is like, no, 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 we're not doing that way. Like, just wait. Just give me a second. Just wait. God is like that. We're like children in his presence. It's like, just wait, I'll do it, just wait. And in that period of my life, I'm realizing even now that there are so many things that are dear to my heart, things that I still want to achieve, things that I still want to have. And God just says, I don't need your help to get you to where you need to be. You just got to trust me. The third lesson is that I realize that I can be manipulative in my faith. His will over my wants. You know, when you pray like, God, I really want a Ferrari. I really want this. I really want this. You know, And we're so focused on asking, 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 asking. And we never get to ask, what is your will for my life? And the life of Christ is a prime example to show us that sometimes what we want is so far from what God wants for us. Jesus could have been the richest person, but he was the poorest, the most troubled, the one that walked on this earth when he when he didn't have to. He could fly. He had superpowers. He could do anything. But he didn't. He had a struggling life. And sometimes we're quick to look at our struggles as if this is not what God wants. We're quick to look at the things that are not going so well. Like, "Mm, no, God wouldn't want this for me. God wants me to be a millionaire. God wants me to be bagging it. God wants me to be cashing it. But maybe that's not what God wants for you. Because at the core of God's heart is your salvation, is you being saved. That's what he wants for you. He says that I have come that they may have life and that they may have life in abundance. And sometimes... If he knows that if he gives you those riches, if he gives you whatever you want, you're going to, if he gives you that relationship, you're going to forget about him. Sometimes God may be like, you know what? This blessing could be the very same thing that could destroy my child. So I'm not going to give it to her. But you know what? Through the fire, we are made. Through the fire, the diamond are purified. The gold is made pure. And sometimes God is like, you know what? The fire is the very best thing for her. So sometimes we need to learn not to be manipulative in our faith. But rather we must praise God and say that for we know that all things work together for good according to them that love God. That this too shall be for my good. This too what the devil meant for evil, God meant for my good. The third lesson, or oh, we're on the fourth lesson now. Yeah, the fourth lesson is that peace in the presence of storms. Sometimes, I think this ties it really into the last point that I was talking about. That sometimes God's way, even though you can be going through the fire, there's a certain peace that you have, a certain peace that you possess as you go through the hardest storms of your life. And you realize that, you know what? It's okay. I've got God with this. Like, I've got God in my storm. I'm grateful for my storms because I know that God is holding my hand and sometimes we have to really listen to be so intentional to listen to that voice to realize that presence that carries us through and you have a lot of writers a lot of inspiring people that say that it was through my hardest difficult difficult seasons of life that with the very best that we felt connected to our very source of being and god's methods are not always convenient they're not always what we like. They're not always what we want to do. But we just have to trust and believe that he works for our good. The last point is that a knowledge of God is key to self-worth. Some of the things that we practice and we say, oh, this will increase your self-worth. you got to learn to love yourself. You've got to, you know you know, take yourself off on a massage, all these aesthetic, aesthetically inspired ideas that we think this is what increases our self-worth. Just knowing God and knowing who he is is enough to increase your self-worth. When you know whose you are, when you know who your God is, who you serve, you just have this uplifting inside you that you suddenly realize that I'm way above this. Like, I am so above this. I am a princess. I'm a queen. Not in the most nonchalant or flaunting kind of way, but I really am a king. I really am a queen because I belong to a king. And the way you treat yourself, when you look at whose dad you are, you suddenly carry yourself with more weight because at any point in your life, you can drop the most precious name. The name of Jesus. And We may say that like, you know, yeah, we're queens and we're sons and daughters of God. But do you really believe that? Because the more you believe it, you start to see your life and you start to value yourself in the most precious way to realize that God himself knows the number of hairs on my head. There's no need for him to know that. But hey, when you love somebody, when you're in love with somebody, you learn to know even the details about them that may not make any sense that may not be useful at all but that's the way that God is intimate with us and that's the relationship that he has with us so these are some of the lessons that I just wanted to share with you and I hope that they can be inspiring and I hope that you can learn a thing or two from them I pray that you will wherever you are currently I'm not really on socials, so if you've been looking for me I'm off socials but I'm okay I'm blessed and God has been so good getting off socials has been such a blessing Um, something that has been infiltrated my life in a very positive way and I would absolutely encourage you all to do it if you can Um, but I pray that you will and there will be another podcast coming where we're discussing the 30s how the 30s have been and Yeah, I can't wait for you all to hear that. So please share this episode with somebody and just share some love. Happy December. It's Christmas season. I pray that you're well. And I pray that, you know, you'll be taking some time off to spend with your family or to spend time doing whatever you like. Until next time, it's all love from me. Goodbye.